SFFL listeners, and welcome to Backlist to the Future, our bi-weekly installment of recommendations from the deep and sometimes dusty corners of science fiction and fantasy, because one show every two weeks is just not enough to cover all the books we want to talk about. I'm Jen Northington, I'm recording on September 9th, and today I'm talking about two creepy reads for the fall. I am so excited that the weather is finally starting to cool off at night. It's still hot where I am during the day, but the nights are getting cooler, which is all I want. I was able to wear a flannel shirt the other day, what like glorious, glorious moment in time. <laughs> I'm so over summer. And I just felt like the right time to talk about two creepy reads as we go into Halloween season which is one of my favorite things about, you know, that happens every year. Uh, I will say, if you're a longtime listener of the show, you know that my ability to read creepy things is like very low level compared to some. So neither of these are like super horror scary. Both of them are also sort of a genre blender. So we don't have a classic one sci-fi, one fantasy pick for you today. Um, But I think you should read these. So here we are. Uh, (laughs) Let's hear from our sponsor before I tell you more about them. Today's episode is brought to you by Bloom Books. Diana Dixon has a busy summer and no time for tall, gorgeous hockey player Shane's shenanigans. Because you know what? If they shenan once, they'll shenan again. So she thinks she knows exactly who he is when he moves into her apartment building. But turns out Shane's sick of hookups and tired of being on the rebound after his long-term girlfriend called it quits. But when his ex comes back into the picture, he needs a plan. And who better to play his new girlfriend than his sassy new neighbor? So a a fake relationship might be perfect for Diana's own ex issues, but Diana is used to living by the rules. Will she learn that when it comes to love, rules are meant to be broken? Make sure to check out The Dixon Rule by L. Kennedy. L. Kennedy is a New York Times and USA Today bestselling author with over a million copies of her books sold. So this is going to be another banger, y'all. Make sure to check it out. And thanks again to Bloom Books for sponsoring this episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Sourcebooks Landmark. So King Solomon says something very interesting to his son before he dies, and that is, quote, don't let the white man take the house, end quote. These, as I just mentioned, are King Solomon's last words to his son as he dies. Now, all four Solomon siblings must return to North Carolina to save the kingdom, their ancestral home, and 200 acres of land from a development company. Told in alternating viewpoints, Long After We Are Gone by Tara Shelton Harris is a searing portrait of the power of family and letting go of things that no longer serve you, exploring the burden of familial expectations, the detriment of miscommunication, and the lessons and legacies we pass on to our children. It's an explosive and emotional story of four siblings, each fighting their own personal battle, because who isn't, who return home in the wake of their father's death. Make sure to check out Long After We Are Gone by Tara Shelton Harris. And thanks again to Sourcebooks Landmark for sponsoring this episode. All right. So my first pick for you is a book that I wish I could remember who recommended it to me because I loved this book so much. And it was it wasn't on my radar until someone told me about it. And I want to thank that person, but I don't know who it was. So if it was you, pat yourself on the back. The book is The Dawn Hounds by Sasha Stronach. And this book is just 
such a ride, y'all. It is amazing. Um, the author, Sasha Stranach, is a Maori author uh, currently based in New Zealand. Um, he's lived in a bunch of different parts of the world. And I think you can see those influences in this book. Um, oh, right. Some content warnings before I get into it. There is a lot of gore on the page. There is also institutionalized homophobia and transphobia. And there is some drug use um, and dealing with grief. So, you know, know that going in. This book is such an interesting Interesting. If you love world building, you're going to love this. This world feels so real, so well thought out, so interestingly imagined. It has both technology and magic. Um, it's not pre-industrial, but it is sort of in a weird place with technology, in part because plant magic is currently like ascendant slash politically, you know, encouraged. And um, so like your house might be a giant mushroom. Like it's that kind of like planty magic stuff, which is really cool, first of all, and also really creepy. You'll see. And the book opens with a ship that has been on an expedition to a corner of this world that is not like currently inhabited, but was once and they've brought back an artifact. And then they all die very suddenly. And a cop who is sort of like disgraced, like has been demoted, um, her name is Yat Jin Huk, uh, gets involved in this situation. She witnesses something she wasn't supposed to, and her life becomes very difficult. She comes from like a very rough background. You know, she lost her father in a way that was very traumatizing. Um, she lost her best friend in a similar way. She is, you know, also queer and so that is not that is deeply frowned upon and her bosses find out so she's been demoted but she's also like kind of still believes in the system she really has decided to believe that like she can do good in her job and she is a little bit in I mean she's not a little bit she's a lot in denial about some of the abuses of power that are going on around her and you know being getting in, sucked into this incident means that she can no longer be in denial about those things. And so she has to decide, like, what does she believe and what does she, what can she find out and what is she going to do about what she finds out? There's also an amazing ensemble cast. I'm obsessed with all of these characters. They're so interesting. They're so fascinating. They're so nuanced and complex. There's also, like, non-human narrators. I don't want to give anything away, but there's some really interesting choices made with the POV that I really loved there's warring gods. There's really fascinating, like, theological situation happening slash mythological. Hard to, like, say in this situation. It's both, I guess. And, um, yeah, like I said, the world building is so fantastic. I just love this book so much. I'm so glad that it's a planned series. I cannot wait for more in this series. And I'm definitely going to be keeping an eye on Stranach for future reads because dang, like dude can write. Um, it's really, really fantastic. And uh, yeah, I, I just, it won the Sir Julius Vogel Award for Best Novel in 2020, which is a New Zealand sci-fi and fantasy award. And I can 100% see why. So I'm here to tell you the Dawn Hounds by Sasha Stronach. Oh, right. I didn't even tell you the creepy part. So there's a lot of like 
this the situation gets violent from the jump and then continues to be violent all the way through. And like there's like a fungal plague. There's like horrifying creatures that happen. There's like some very weird stuff that goes on. And it is absolutely creepy and like little spine tingling and stressful. And you're just like, oh, my gosh, what's going to happen? Um, so if you like you know, zombie movies, action adventure, horror, um, and you're not like, you know, you can handle some level of body horror, then this is for you. I got through it just fine. It was totally worth it. I mean, I definitely was like, Ugh, at certain moments, but I, it was totally worth it. And again, that's The Dawn Hounds by Sasha Stronach. And then my second book is one that I think, you know, I don't know that everybody would agree with me that this book is creepy, but I was well creeped out by it. It is The Sentence by Louise Erdrich, who I think is better, much better known for, you know, literary historical fiction. But um, she's written two books that I consider science fiction and fantasy, this one and then Future Home of the Living God, which is one of the weirdest books I've ever read in my life. Uh, and so I was not too surprised to see her playing with paranormal themes. This is a ghost story. Um, some content warnings before I get into the plot. This takes place during 2020, right when COVID has become a major concern and we're going into lockdown and also the height of the social justice protests um, that were happening in 2020. And so it is deeply about that time and the characters experience all kinds of situations related to those moments. So if you're not ready for that or it's just going to stress you out more, like know that going in. Um, I found it cathartic personally, and I have to be careful about this, but it worked for me. But, you know, it, you're, everyone is different. Um, and like I said, this is a ghost story. So it takes place in Minneapolis in an independent bookstore, which is very meta, side note, because Erdrich in real life owns an independent bookstore in Minneapolis. And like Louise Erdrich is a character in this book. She's not the main character, though. Uh, Tuki, who works at the bookstore, is the main character. And she is uh, formerly incarcerated She for alleged drug trafficking charges that you find out more about over the course of the book. Um, she is had some mental struggles, health, mental health struggles, and uh, is, you know, very much like just wants to like go to the bookstore, sell books, talk to people about books and like go home and be with her, you know, partner like and she's got all kinds of normal everyday problems. And then, of course, there is the pandemic. And so there's all these questions about like what precautions are actually good to take. We've got a lot of confusing information. What do you decide to do? And then the protests, which did hit Minneapolis, you know, really hard, like so many cities. Um, What do you do as, you know, a native owned bookstore as a native person in this moment? How do you relate to the social justice issues? You know, what happens to your business? What choices do you make in these moments? How do you show up for yourself and your community? You know, what can you do? What are you able to do? What do you have access to? These are all deeply, deeply intense questions that are brought up in this book. And then on top of it, the store's one of the store's most annoying customers, at least according to Tuki, has died and is now haunting Tuki. And it's very hard to know what she wants. Like it is not clear to Tuki what this ghost wants. And it is 
I was I had to stop reading this book at night at a certain point. I was so freaked out by this. Now, I don't know that everybody's going to have the same experience. So I'm just telling you, you know, again, if you're a longtime listener, y'all know that my my uh, my creepy meter is set on the lower side. But I really do think that Erdrich managed to make this book so tense. There's not jump scares so much, but like this creeping sense of dread and tension and like uncertainty and inexplicable things are happening in so many different ways and oh it just is so stressful but in a really ultimately rewarding way I thought um I loved the characters in this book especially Tuki I just really like Tuki's messy and complex and has a lot going on and has dealt with a lot in her life and I was just like yeah tell me more about this person in this time dealing with all of these things plus also a ghost like oh it's so good y'all it's so good Erdrich is an amazing writer and um yeah it's just I don't know I think I think if you like ghost stories you're gonna like it um again you know I don't know where it's gonna fall on your your specific creepy meter but totally 100% worth the read again that is The Sentence by Louise Erdrich and those are my picks for you. You know, I, I also will have some lighter ones um, in a future backlist episode, probably. But I wanted to give you my heavy hitters because these books are both so good and so interesting. And I really do think perfect for going into the fall season. So thank you so much for listening. Big thanks also to our sound editor, Caitlin Brame, um, who helps make us sound great each and every episode. Uh, if you would like to email us, you can do that. Yeah at bookriot.com. Always love to see those come in we don't reply to all of them but we read them all if you want to review us that's super awesome also uh, you can do that on apple Podcasts, spotify podchaser wherever it's great all great and in between shows you can find me on social media i'm on twitter and tumblr as jen irl j-e-n-n-i-r-l or on instagram as i am jen irl and we'll talk to you next time <laughs>